0: Rusty Quill Presents.
2: so I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
0: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care.
1: you made your bed well done later when you come back to it it'll feel lovely to lie in welcome back to spirit box radio faithful listeners, thank you so much for all of your insights on my conversation with Julius. It was certainly enlightening, wasn't it? Maybe I have made the show my own after all. I don't know. There are a few things in particular I wanted to touch on, actually. Carl the Cheese Witch had a lot to say about the traditional practice of arcanism, and in particular the way secrecy is such a priority. It said a lot, so I won't read the whole thread. I'll just summarise. Apparently, Julius's comments rang very true for it, it saw its parents practicing arcanism, but their practices seemed very distinct and separate. This always struck Carl as odd. Its parents were close in so many other ways, but this thing which was apparently so important to them, they didn't share with one another. Both of them would teach Carl bits and pieces, fragments of how to read augury, and its father taught it how to divine with cheese, but it wasn't until Carl's parents were both dead when it realized that each of its parents' practice was so distinct. Looking through their notes, each parent had huge gaps in their conceptual understanding of Archonism, and the margins were crammed with reams and reams of notes, trying to pass things together. The answers to those questions that they were both spending so many hours trying to work out the answers for, the answers were only down the hallway in a lot of cases, in the other person's books. If they'd spoken with one another, they'd have learned so much it's really sad the whole thing and it certainly supports what I understood of arcanism until now I keep thinking I wish M had left me more but there was more there in the studio it's gone now it's all gone I keep thinking about her office in the house at Baymouth Road the one I just glimpsed when we found what was left there must have been more answers there too, but... Now I just have scraps. Now I just have... S- I have these few notebooks, of course. The accounts of the impossible children. But I feel like I'm not getting anywhere with any of it. Except that the scarce think at least some of the impossible children are heir parents, and Jay thinks M might have been one. Julius thinks she was something... And pretty much everyone seems to think that the impossible children come from deals with the man with the flat cap, only... I don't know. The funny thing about that in particular is this idea that the impossible children are made by people wishing for children. For progeny, I don't know. Which makes me more interesting, I guess, because I'm the gift and the price or whatever. Madame Marie, she didn't want me, she wanted power. And it just so happened that it came along with this whole other person who she was suddenly saddled with. And I know it's more complicated because she was looking for the impossible children because of the prophecy she'd have a child who could best the one who walks here and there. But that's not wanting a child, is it? It's wanting, I don't know, salvation. (laughs) I can't do salvation. I can't even do the laundry without messing it up. The problem is none of these people have the full picture. They only have pieces. They're not speaking to each other. The story is just scribbles in the margins, like in Carl's parents' books. Madame Marie was interested in the mechanics of prophecy. The mechanics. How it works, how they come to be. I keep thinking about what Julia said, how even if a prophecy comes true because it's self-fulfilling, it has still come true. Anna and Kitty, that's what Em was doing there, really. Trying to fulfil a prophecy by force. But really, when it came to it, when it came to me. I can't make the scraps of what I know come together in a way that makes sense. But that's the point, isn't it? Scourge. He shows up when I get too close to learning something I'm not supposed to know. With that infuriating, in time, not yet, nonsense. I can't stand it. And then with Oliver, like, what is that about? They want me to take him as a major arcana scourge told me what happened when oliver took his deal because i was supposed to know i'm sure about that but why what about it is important the prophecy in his heart is the doom of the world what's that supposed to mean how does it help because scourge must know i don't care about the rest of it i know what oliver is i decided i don't care so what it has to be the prophecy but I can't work out what it's supposed to mean. I was thinking about all of this earlier, and I remembered there was a letter. It was in one of the bags of stuff that Kitty and Oliver brought here whilst I was sleeping. I'd almost forgotten about it. I was actually about to share it with you guys right before Kitty and Rytidia showed up with the sins, and then... Kitty... You know. So it just slipped my mind. I was busy, um... Thinking. Figuring out, you know, what I was going to do about Kitty. Um, Anyway... I don't think the letter is very important, and it barely seems like a letter at all, to be honest. It's really short. I'll share it with you now. Mr Enfield, I'm writing because I need to warn you of the creature you have allowed into your home. The animal. He came to me in the night, threatened to rip my heart right out of my chest if I didn't do as I had been commanded by the one. I was supposed to speak about him to others, in terms they would accept, find arcanists explained to him in a way that might pique their interest. Such a thing is not easy, though, and I met someone. My wife, Gloriana. That's the thing. I could have accepted the threat to my life, to my physical heart, but not my love, not my real heart, my soul, my life. Gloriana. He said if I did not comply, he would take Gloriana and I would live my days plagued by grief, knowing every moment it was my fault that she was gone. So you should know, that thing that you think you love, he knows nothing of the word. He knows only cruelty and unrelenting grief. Heed my words, Mr. Enfield. You will rue the day you met Oliver Boleyn. Yeah, so like I don't know. Obviously I know he's an agent for the man in the flat cap. I know that means he's been, you know, violent. I don't need warning about it. I know what he is. He's not a monster. And I don't know. When I first read it, like I said, it didn't it didn't matter because I'd already decided, you know. When I decided I loved Oliver, I knew I was taking that part too. His past. It's not his present though. It's who he was, not. Who he is, I don't know. The thing is, that idea that he doesn't know grief. It's funny, because since I've been able to see the arcane, I I can see Oliver. Like, when it just snaps on like it does, I still can't control it. But when he's there, it's more clear. When I look at him like that than it is when I look at him through the seeing glass. It's a very focused view of the arcane through the seeing glass and it's not very broad and Oliver, he shines so brightly and there are all these threads between us already, like they're already there and they don't all come from me, they come from him too. Uh, I know it's complicated I know that for whatever reason Scourge and the others they want me to take Oliver's deal that he and I somehow we're meant to be. Not in that big romantic sense but in the weirder arcane one. But aren't those things the same? Really? No. You're right. I suppose being part of a master plan to create some arcane being and feeling like fate brought you together are pretty different, aren't they? Thanks, Revel. I can always count on you to keep me grounded. Right, we should probably move on. So I. Oh, hi, Oliver Levert. No,
0: there's no time. You have to do something for me.
1: Of, of course.
0: Just. I know you've got. I know you're reluctant, but I. I know. That if you just said the word, you'd take my deal. I've already given it to you as far as I'm concerned. You just need to accept. Just accept.
1: No, Oliver. No, I I can't. I won't. You know I won't do this.
0: Sam, please, you don't understand. This needs to happen and it needs to happen now.
1: Do not yell at me. What is going on? You're scaring me.
0: I'm begging you, begging you, take my deal.
1: No, I won't. I can't. (sighs) And to be honest, I don't really... Oliver.
0: Tell me not to go. What
1: are you talking about? Tell me to stay. Tell me I can't leave. You can't... Oliver. Oliver. Oliver, where are you?
2: Oops. Wrong again.
1: You. You took him. You made him. What did you do? If you won't make a move, you forfeit your turn. Uh, What?
2: Whatever else. The unrelenting is nominally still in my hand, Samael. Do you want to trade cards?
1: I can't. Maybe I'm a coward.
2: Oh, I don't think so. Any new plans to raise people from the dead?
1: I know what you're doing with Maria Gillespie. I know I'm not the only one.
2: Is that the hand you're going to play? Really?
1: We're going to stop them, and the redistribution will never <laughs>
2: <laughs> Very well. The die is cast, no. Samael. It's my move now.
1: What What, what do you mean? Tick tock, Arabo. What? what I... Tick tock. Shit. Oliver! 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 Oliver, come here! Oliver! Oliver! I know this place. It's the building where we came to meet Jay Magnum. There's something on the floor. It's too dark. Is that... Is it blood? I need more light. Yeah. It's blood. Flat 359. Jay's flat. The door is open. There's... Blood on the handle. Gods. Micah. Micah. Dead. Dead. What is? <gasps> Their heart. Their heart. Ugh, it's been torn out. I. I. I need more light.
2: Strife! I thought we were just saying names aloud and I was feeling a little left out.
1: You... I've... I've dreamed of you. You're like Scourge, aren't you?
2: Yes and no. It's all a matter of perspective. You did this. (laughs) My, my. Aren't you a live wire? Strictly speaking, it was and wasn't me. I had a little help, and I was here to lend a hand to one who's become... a little reluctant to carry out his duties, shall we say? Oliver. Ah, the unrelenting. What chaos we've wrought side by side.
1: What have you done to him?
2: The real question is, what did we do to them?
1: You made him do this.
2: Some force of hand was required.
1: Force of hand? I can see it in the arcane. You pulled his threads and used him like a marionette. I... Ugh. I... You monster. You knot of arcane hatred and
2: bile. I'll kill you. But I can't die. I've never even lived.
1: I'll find a way. <laughs> Slippery bastards, oh, God's Jay. This is my fault. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Oliver.
0: Over. No. No. You can't be here. Get out of here.
1: Go. Are you... Are you hurt? You're covered in...
0: <laughs> it's not... <laughs> it's not my blood. Oh, love. He made me... He made me do this. These people... They were helping you, and I that he
1: made me. I'm so sorry. You understand nothing. Oliver, stop. Oh, Oliver, your hand love. Okay, I'm just going to get this cloth. Your hand is bleeding quite a lot. There. See? It's all right.
0: Why are you helping me? I love you. Don't you understand? I killed those people.
1: I don't think you've broken any fingers, but this glass in your knuckle let me... Okay, I'll wrap it as tight as I can, but it might hurt a bit. Good. Stop it. That's the best I can do for now. You might need stitches. I
0: wanted to die. No,
1: look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Oliver, come back to me. Always. Hello, you.
0: Why are you still even here?
1: Do you see me? Do you see me looking at you? I. Do you see it? Yes. I see you. I know you. I love you. Sam. You are not a monster. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Shh. Listen, we need to go, all right? Can you do it? Can you get us out of here? All right. There, okay Good, good You did good It's alright Yes You want some space?
0: You're leaving
1: I can go if you like
0: You should go Magpie Yes You'd stay if I asked you to stay Of course Okay
1: Oliver, I know that I know what you've been made to do. I know what you've been told you are. I know that sometimes you think that's all there is to you. I'll do it. I'll take
0: it. No. Don't.
1: Oliver, I I understand now. I won't. I won't let him hurt you again.
0: I'm not hurt, Magpie. Don't do it. You're right not to take my deal.
1: Last week you told me it was too late.
0: Uh, I know, but I... I don't know what I think. I hope I'm wrong. Maybe you're right. I don't know.
1: I'll kill him for this.
0: Don't say that.
1: Why not? I mean it.
0: Just don't. Not you.
1: I I need to call Anna. Anna? Uh, I'll tell her what happened to Jay and the others. She can call people so that they're found. So people know. So nobody's out there just looking for them. I know what it's like when someone is gone and you have no answers. I don't want the people who love them to be left like that. Oliver, listen, what happened, it's not because of you, it's not who you are, but but it was something else. You understand that, don't you?
0: We can't just... he'll use me like this again.
1: This is my fault.
0: I've been preparing for this.
1: Why didn't you say something?
0: I did. But you won't listen.
1: I'm sorry.
0: You have to stop me.
1: What are you asking me to do?
0: Every door and window. The runes and sigils are there. The sills are inlaid with silver. I'm not powerful enough to buy myself here. My magic is too tied up in my deal, I think. But you're strong enough. Especially when the show is airing. So don't tell them to go yet. Bind me here. Tie me to this place. Make it so I can't leave.
1: But I need you.
0: You'll be fine. And I'll be right here. That's the whole point, after all.
1: I won't make you my prisoner, Oliver.
0: I surrender myself willingly.
1: I won't trap you here. What if it doesn't work? What if something goes wrong and I need you? You
0: mustn't call for me. You can't. You have the sins to help you. And Kitty. You need to protect the people you love.
1: You're a person I love.
0: And you'll be protecting me. It's the only way, Sam. I thought about this.
1: Okay. Fine. What do I have to do?
0: Come here. Give me your hand. May I? It'll only hurt for a moment.
1: Slice me open, Maestro.
0: (sighs) I'm sorry. Your other hand... Here. With two fingers, paint your blood on the door and the same sigil you used when you bound the sins to that box. Remember?
1: Yeah, okay.
0: And then just... Hold him
1: here. Hold him safe. Let none take him from this place. None will pass these lines I've drawn, but he can leave if he should want.
0: Oh, Sam.
1: In case there's a fire or... or...
0: You are ridiculous.
1: Says you. Mr Jane Austen was a riot at parties.
0: Just come here.
1: Okay. Spirit Box Radio is a podcast created by Pippin A. Major for Hanging Soul Studios. If you like the show, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode starred Pippi Nama major as Sam, Will Cummings as Oliver, Aaron Wolfe as Strife, and Gary Major as the man in the flat cap and shell suit. Spirit Box Radio is recorded in front of a dead studio audience.